Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests bring you leading-edge astrology conversations through a journey of soul growth patterns connecting astrology's energetic cycles. Get ready to understand your path in the cosmic roots of the stars. Hello, everybody. I'm Sura Snehan, and today is July 3, 2022, just a day before the 4th of July. Canada, our friendly neighbor, just had theirs a few days ago. And we are part of a ongoing panel we have that is uh, focused. It's a mini-series, and it's a mini-series that started for the United States Pluto return, which was February 20th, and it'll be on the 11th of July, and then again, late December. So this is the second part of the series, and we have three panelists tonight. We had four, and unfortunately, there was Ray Sapp was unable to attend. But we're asking in this idea of power, who has the power? Who has the rights? It's right up front in our news all the time. It's a, it's a long-term question. So I'm going to introduce the people right away and begin this. So there's a lot to say. There's so much we can say, and we need all the time we can get. We have Samuel F. Reynolds uh, with East Car, and hello, Sam. It's great to see you again, always, and. You can. He has unlockastrology.com. That is his handle, his school, his website that really has everything that Sam offers, which is tremendous in this world. He's a co-founder of the International Society of Black Astrologers, a faculty member for the International Academy of Astrology, written print and outlet magazine, Tarot, New York Magazine. And as a former skeptic, he had a life-changing visit to an astrologer, so he is the real deal here, that astrology functions, because the next 30 years he's done charts, studies astrology, serves on the board of directors International Society for Astrological Research, which is ESAR, or ISAR, and the International Academy of Astrology, the oldest school, I believe. So Sam is also on many lectures and conferences and always has pertinent, deep thoughts. And in fact, instigated this idea for me, inspired about power. So thank you, Sam. It's great to see you again. And we also have Justin Crockett-Elsie, an archetypal astrologer, teacher, author. And he combines the Western with psychological Eastern Vedic in all its forms of electronal karmic astrology with uh, needle charts and just transits as a full operating professional astrologer. And he does research with arcane astrological concepts and offers remedial healing modalities of plants as for, because he is uh, a certified aroma Aaron, please help me, Justin. I'm so bad with words. I don't think English is my native language. 
Yes, yes. Yeah, it's all good. And am I kind of low because I'm on a different system? Can everybody hear me okay? Yes. You can yes. hear me okay? Yes. Okay, very good. Thanks. Okay, I just can't hear anybody else. All right. Yeah, I'll go like that. Okay, what am I doing? Oh, boy. Weird. Okay. And also essential oils specialist and herbalist. And thank you so much for joining. You're also on a few uh, on the astrological symbols panel. Thank you, Justin. It's good to see you. And Marie O'Neill, a founder of Padma Life Coaching in Santa Rosa. And I might say that Sam is in uh, Santa Fe, New Mexico, and Justin's in Washington State. I'm in Hawaii. So we're covering our bases here. And you're in Santa Rosa, California. Hi, Marie. Always Hi. good to see you. And many years of experience, life coach, astrologer, speaker, coach, past life regression, facilitator, lecturer, distinguished Toastmaster, and mentor on the Forest Center of Astrolo uh, Evolutionary Astrology, and also on the board of directors with Ted Sonoma County, and an author of the book And the Lotus Open. And you do have a virtual healing retreat, which you've been facilitating twice a year at different times and on panels. So thank you once again. It is great to see everybody. So hello. I know you know, which my audience doesn't know, that I had great difficulty getting online. So I'm a little wonky here with my camera and everything, but we'll, I'm counting and I love all of your input. Power. You know, it's not power over people. It's the power within. Again and again, we know that. And how do we find power? Right now we have the South Node in Scorpio, which is all about finding that hunger for what feeds us. It's not for what we can rule over people, but how it can empower us to have exchanges with people, which is really so much part of our freedom of rights with this nation. And as we know, after going on 250 years, not quite, who has the rights and how do we implement that, which is, come to find out, it's not in the Constitution per se, although we can involve, uh, I mean, the subject's open here for all of you, but, but just to preface it, it's always been this struggle between the federal and the state rights, and really it's a hybrid. It, it seems just like if I even look at the fact of our sexualities, we have a hybrid of the Venus and Mars energies, right? I mean, we're all at different degrees in energy. So we need both. But how do we one rights over other rights? There's so many ways I could begin. But we do have charts. And we can certainly bring those in with the events for this particular one, which is July 11th, and with our Constitution with the United States. So does somebody have a thought about how they're thinking of how right coming from the struggles that we've had for 250 years into the current scene or going back? Sam, Justin, Marie? 
I'm I'm not sure if I'm clear on the question with that. What do you mean in terms of the you know federal versus well, state? Oh, and Sue, can you unplug like... your can you unplug your headset? She did. She did. Oh, she did. Okay. Oh, beautiful. And you're. Right oh, I thought you did. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. How to begin? Our rights. What? Well, we have several questions that come to mind. One is, how do people gain their rights? I know that it's how do you get empowered. It's, but right now we have, who has the rights? How do we? I'm. I don't have a question to be honest. I have many no, questions. I think so. no. I think, <laughs> um. Yes, Sam. Well, first, let me say that if we're talking about any specific issue, which is what I imagine at least as representative of half of the panelists here uh, in terms of women are concerned about, um, you know, in the United States, uh, the Supreme Court kicked the question of abortion, um, the right to choose back to the states. And I understand as someone who is also supportive of pro-choice, any aspects of choice, I understand, and also as a man, I understand that women have a have a right to be angry and are angry. But I have a big head. I have a butt. The butt is, you know, one, we had some sense of this coming, not just as astrologers, but because of that leak. And just looking at it in terms of our democracy and our politic, this is the net result of the far right strategizing and planning for 50 years for this moment. So to say like, well, our rights have been taken away. Well, this is a challenge for us to fight for what we feel is right, but it's gonna require strategy and just getting angry because someone strategized and won is just not enough in my opinion. Now I'm saying this as a man, I understand that. I, may piss off I love it. I love it, Sam. And I'm going to jump right in. I, okay. I I don't know if you're quite finished. And just I'm not. Because I'll I, I, thought. I was just going to say, okay. but it, it's going to be more as much the same kind of strategizing and then making sure that that place, that, that point can't be moved again, whether that's codifying it in legislation on a federal level um, and doing that. Um, so I, I think... That's not said enough. A lot of people are talking about this is the failure of democracy. I don't see that. I, I ultimately see that someone motivated on one end, strategized for 50 years and won. That is what democracy is. Right. Yeah. Really and is. actually, yeah. if I might say, I see it as an for equality across a lot of it has to do with Chiron. And if you look at that Roe Wade chart uh, in, from 1973 that there was a Chiron return on April 16th. I've been saying it was the 22nd, but it was the 16th, I believe. There'll be another one um, in October, and then there'll be a following one on February 16th. Anyway, it's three times. And so Chiron also, just to bring into this focus, when it traumatizes a wound, it's not necessarily replicated. Patricia Walsh just gave a, a potent speech at Wausau about that. And in other words, it's the wound itself, it's the underground theme. 
So equality is an underground theme of rights mm -hmm. that this nation continues to fight for. As we know, it was only landowners and they happened to be the Puritans that happened to be white. And so therefore the black population that had been drug into the country were not included. And then women were not included. In fact, Canada didn't even recognize women as people. <laughs> Leslie Francis was just reminding me of that until the suffrage and all this uh, changed it. So this could be, if we had the equal rights amendment, it would protect rights for all, which includes also gay marriages. You know, it, a lot is at the stake. It's not just we women. <laughs> well, it for me, it it still goes back to something that I've been, um, you know, I have this theory on. We can legislate, legislate what someone should do or what a group should do we can do all that. That does not change hearts, mm -hmm. which is what has to be done. That is the root of the issue. We shouldn't have to legislate right behavior if the heart is healed. Yes, we've got these Chiron returns, of course. And we also know that with Chiron, the wound what you do when you work on the wound and you heal the wound, you use your wisdom that you've gained from that wound to help other people to give it back to society, to help other people heal. And this issue is not going to go away unless we heal the root issues, which requires Number one, dialogue, dialogue without judgment. It requires being able to put yourself in the other person's shoes. So what we've got going on is a polarization, which we know that's an obvious thing, but how do you resolve an opposition in astrology? There is a resolution. And both sides need to come to the table. It's not even about coming to the middle. It's about looking at the situation from the other person's point of view and understanding where the other person or the other group is actually coming from. And then sitting down with that, with mm -hmm. compassion to work out a solution. Yeah, to me, yeah. that's what has to be done. Yeah, but we're talking about Pluto and transigence and I, I agree with you is trying to figure out how to navigate around that. You know, I mean, um, as someone who's lived, I guess, um, having an experience connecting to the right and now having an experience connecting to the left for most of my adult life, I can see where there's the polarization and no one's really listening to each other mm -hmm. um, and figuring out how we can create space for each other to listen on that, I mean, just that issue alone, we can go to other and almost innumerable issues, but I'm going yeah. to yield the floor to Justin because I know you haven't talked yet. Yeah, yeah thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, Justin. Thank you so I, I grew up as an event in evangelical church, Assemblies of God. I went to Christian college for a year. And I have to tell you, I think that, you know, um, and 
to, to kind of back up here, I think to I, I agree that, you know, this is a an example of democracy, however, skewed democracy, because we know that that this is a minority that is actually um, creating a, a change in the society, which the majority doesn't want. So that's really not truly a democracy um, and that, it's not supposed to work. But I would say that on having grown up as a Christian and everything else and knowing this issue, and I've told friends this, this is an issue that the right will never compromise on. So yeah, we, you know, there's all this kumbaya, let's listen to one another. But when the, when it, this, there's no valve or outlet or moving on the other side with this issue, they will never compromise when it comes to the, to the, um, to the fact of abortion. It's just, there's other issues, maybe same-sex marriage and con contraception and all that. They will, but this they will never, because it really comes down to an element of, of a a a, a belief that is rooted in in their in their religion and fundamentalist, and they will never ever leave that. <laughs> That's what's crazy about this. But I I think this kind of goes back to the chart, you know, the U.S. chart of that Sag ascendant. Um, and I think that, um, you know, uh, looking at the current Pluto return, I was actually looking at it. And, and I think when we look back and, you know, astrologers in the future look back on it, they'll see this issue as the quintessential issue at this Pluto return. And I think if we look at the chart, I look at Juno. Juno was the wife of Jupiter and was the protector of women. And 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 when we look at the Jupiter in the um, in the um, uh, the return chart, it's actually in Pisces, and it's there's this grand trine in the chart. So I think that um, I agree. I mean, there's got to be a lot of um, listening to each other and and seeing where the other person is coming from. But there is a an extremism here that's not going to compromise. And I think we're going to have to see a lot more uh, wow changes before before the dust settles, to be honest with you. Yeah. There could, oh, go ahead, Sam. No, I was just affirming what Justin said. And I- Yes. Yeah, my, my, my thought is, cause I don't, I don't hide my biases, right? I mean, I think that's important to, to share. And so I am biased more toward what we generally, generally call the left. I think, you know, this is going to be a moment, um, even though there is a history of the left fighting in this country, I think it's lost some of that. And it's going to have to learn how to scrap and fight again. You guys know and we're yep. connected on Facebook. I don't think it was a proper strategy to be in front of the homes of justices and, and protest. I mean, I don't. I don't think that was going to be a net result to get what people wanted. In fact, I think it may have hardened hearts more than it opened hearts and i think it's going to be where we you know speaking of pluto in a sign of saturn and capricorn it's going to require strategy uh long-term planning and coordination um and connection and building on those connections i have seen that over the 50 years because i also was evangelical like justin i have seen that for 50 years from the right i haven't seen that as much or as hardy on the left so they're going to have to learn to fight well, and it depends on how you strategize, how you choose to fight and what are you fighting for, not what you're fighting against. 
I have, of course, my view is, uh, I think about the gentleman who, I forgot where he lived, but he was in the South and he was able to, you guys probably know the person's name. He was able to get KKK members to give up their robes and stop being KKK. That was something that you would think would never have happened. And yet he was able to do it. You had the lady who, God, I'm so horrible with names too, Sue. The lady who (laughs) also got- Daryl Davis uh, is his name, Daryl Davis. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That happened. And then there was the other- three, four? Yeah, the other lady who, you know, got a KKK member to come and and talk to her. And he switched, she, he found where he had common ground with her. There was commonality and that's where they started. I, you know, I understand that there is a time that, that fighting is important. I understand that. I also know that you have to change hearts if you're actually going to win. And I use these people, Martin Luther King um, and other activists, they did fight, but they did it in a way that um, was way more effective because if you force your, if you force what you want onto someone else, you still don't win. You might win the battle, but you don't win the war because they're still going to be strategizing to, to come back. Um, but anyway, that's, that's well, and my I think view it, on that. I love this. I'm sorry, Sue. I, well, I, I, think I just I, wanted to add, support the act. <laughs> sorry, okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, what, were you, what did you want to support? Well, purely that words, like I support, it's supportive if we offer more support real power is influence i was just noticing an article in forbes about that it's giving support than leadership and i know you're both talking we're all talking on the same theme so in other words it comes to mind that verbiage which is also a matter of reaching out and connections and and that like the word fight which is totally the truth but it conjures up that connotation of the combat whereas actually what we're talking about is defending causes or or promoting and so it really part of this gets into a real uh, language you know using language i'll I'll stop there sam you know yeah and i agree with you i think there's some measure well my inclination is always toward mars so that's kind of you know my own challenge um but, but i i i see the wisdom of what you're saying and i was just gonna say you know it isn't as simple as just you know our side's gonna then come back i think there's a dialogue that is happening so i've seen an article at least from someone yeah. on the right um rather than just celebrating this this victory and saying like oh yeah we're saving babies like okay now that we're saving babies, how do we actually support these babies, right? Yes. What are ways in which mm-hmm. we're going to really develop and have support for families? Now, even if we are able to turn back to choice on a on a federal level, 
in 20 or 30 years, maybe it's sooner than that. One thing that may have changed is then that there's greater support for families that came from the right, from a dialogue. So I do see that there may be some shifts, some things that happen where we learn from each other um, and create, lack of a better phrase, a balance or a pivot point where we can we can meet. Like I agree with Justin that, you know, it's not going to be easy for anyone in the right be like, yeah, no, nah, I think it's all right for you to, you know, in their language, kill babies. They're not going to have that moment. Um, but I do think that if we can find a way in which we're talking about affirming women and babies at the same time and families, mm -hmm. something else mm -hmm. will happen. Mm -hmm. That I, I agree with you. I think that that uh, could certainly happen. Um, you know, because typically the women or the families who are affected by this are usually underprivileged families. Mm -hmm. Not mm -hmm. always, for sure, but typically. And you look at, I saw a list the other day about how many children are actually in foster care now or waiting to be adopted in this country. It's atrocious how many are there. Yeah. And, you know, the other argument on this side is if you are pro-life, then you also need to be pro-preventing pregnancy, mm -hmm. unwanted pregnancy. Uh, you, you can't have it both ways, in my right. opinion. Um, Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, but, but that's where I'm. So if, if you're telling me, oh, number one, you're, I, I don't believe that anyone has the right to tell me what I can do with my own body. Never have. I've got enough Uranus there to, <laughs> to go there, that route. However, if you are, if you are going to tell me what I can do with my own body, then you need to support me right. in not getting pregnant unless until I choose. And that could be bisectomies. Um, it could be birth control. It could be a no education. It could be a number of ways. And, and also, like you were saying, Sam, increase the help to uh, get the children placed in good homes. If there is, um, you know, if there is an unwanted pregnancy, you can't just say, oh, I don't agree with, um, what is it? I remember I worked for a company once who my boss used to say, hey, never come to me with a problem unless you have the solution. So, idea. yeah, what is the Thank solution? You. We have so, time just about now for a breakaway. So oh this subject, I think we've <laughs> I yeah, know, come up to a lot of... Go, oh, we haven't yeah, talked great. about the chart. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's okay. Yeah, we'll come back. And I was... But you know what? You have really, because look at that. That's Thank you, Marie. Because, and everybody... Because you'll see that Mercury in this second return, that's exactly the same as the first because our Pluto is retrograde and it is right now, 
it is conjunct our sun. So we're talking it up. Everybody is talking. Yeah, we're talking Plus, about Mars you moon have Venus conjunct our needle. Yeah, that's true. The Mars moon. The yes. Yeah, but we have to get to this yes. break. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then we'll talk about the chart. Yes, right. But I'm saying, okay, yes, thank you very much. So what we're talking about is the chart. Okay, thank you. We will return. And this is Power with USA with Sam Reynolds and Justin Crockett Elsie and Real Neil and myself. While we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. Currently, we are in the period of cancer. By leaving a cycle based on connecting mental communication to the external, The energy of cancer involves emotions, which create our personal story through our emotional associations and attachments. As a cardinal water sign that is nurturing, cancer needs to process emotions in one's own internal rhythm of cycles in order to complete an evolution. Hi, it's Dr. Laura Tad, and I wanted to let you know about my course in personal mythology. Now offered as a self-paced online class, you can explore the stories you live by and those you have inherited from your ancestors, culture, and society. This course comes with eight 30-minute check-ins with me as you move through each of the modules. Enrollment is ongoing. For more information or to register, please go to my website, mythicsky.com. Talk Cosmos brings you leading-edge astrological conversations with hour-long programs each week on KKNW. The show goes live every Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific. Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on Facebook and YouTube, along with daily chats throughout the week on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel. While you're there, make sure you click like and subscribe buttons so you can get the full Talk Cosmos experience. Or, if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. So, grab your coffee, tea, or kombucha, and enjoy the show. Greetings, this is Ben Mabry, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, where we unveil astrology's ancient archetypes, that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness, consciousness, and superconsciousness. Alternative Talk 1150, online at 1150kknw.com. Thank you. Continue with. Oh, a few minutes. I, it went break a little. What I start with on this part is to mention that, and I'll read this up. Why am I sideways? Oh my goodness! I hope I'm not sideways to everybody else. Anyway, part yes, you are, Sue. <laughs> you are. You are. I have Aronis up there. I know, and I do go sideways. Mercury's having Thank fun. Yes. Yeah. Partner. Yeah. That's it, rolling like a derby ball. Um, partnerships and collaboration. That's what we're talking about. I love this because it requires going across conventional boundaries for the widest range of perspectives and talents for breakthrough. You know, the the conservative as brought up by you 
collectively, I mean, Sam and, and Justin are quite organized. They have their churches, their, uh, their structure, they meet. Yet there is within government, business, we have education, schools, you know, it used to be the unions. Because I too, I, I am a liberal. I won't hide my, my feathers. I, I'm definitely, you know, wanting to find how to listen to people, but it's a struggle. And so there, and in other words, I'm pinpointing that yes, collaborating and finding new terms as we have these structures already in place, but opening up more ways that we can bridge how to connect. And also just to mention that Neptune I was reading represents the reproductive organs. I had not realized that. And of course we know in the charts there, Neptune is evident. And I mean, of course it's evident, but I mean, it, besides the fact that it's been opposing our natal um, Neptune, it's, but it's in Pisces. It's still completing its last 10 degrees of Pisces. And so this could be really like we were saying, we didn't know what would prompt this revolutionary changes that we need to prune our understandings. I will stop in order to be this nation that has equality for one and for all, like our moon wants in Aquarius. It's a disseminating moon, by the way. I know I'm throwing a lot of stuff out. Hope I, am I, do you see me sideways? Yes, yes. you're sideways. You, you, you need to move your sideways. phone up yeah. and down, up and down, then left to right. It's not, there you go. All you guys there you go. Sideways. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. Can I give my two cents about something here? So, um, you know, revolutions are messy. Things are, things are messy. I've been watching the whole Star Wars sort of saga you know the clone wars and and you know eventually what happens in star wars is the the bad guys become the good guys you know it's it's this integrated everything's just messy and i think you know yeah we want to connect with these people but we're going through a time where we're having to reassess our what's valuable and who has the same values and 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 i gotta tell you that you know this week there was a, a politician on the right in congress really came out and said there's no separation between church and state and we are moving in the direction of that and the point is is that if we want to connect with people and have that you know understanding the problem is this goes back to all really to misogyny and the Bible and, and there in order to make changes and people to let go of their beliefs, which beliefs are what it's all about. They're going to have to change. Christianity's got to change. They've got to let go of some things in the Bible. And that is, I got to tell you is that, Mount Kilimanjaro there, that will be difficult. And and I'm going to tell you, it's not going to be, you know, it's going to be, we're going to see a lot more wow changes in this country before the, everything, the dust settles, because that is not going to just be some 
nice meetings that happens. I mean, it's it takes a generational thing for that to happen, for them to let go of some beliefs in the Bible and 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 get rid of some misogyny and racism and so forth, you know. Well, I think that I agree with you and I believe that the children are the ones who will shift that because yeah. the children that I see and encounter, they don't buy it. They don't buy the old story. Uh, they, they have an entirely different way of seeing things. And the other thing is, you know, with this Pluto return this year, this is, and of course the issue has been up for a while, but, but now we see it, it's come to a, a crescendo where we actually have to do something. But remember the war, even though we, you know, we have our chart, our initial chart, it's based in 1776. Well, the war didn't start then. I mean, we now we are actually beginning to fight the war, which our ancestors had to fight. And Sam, when did that war actually start? I mean, I it was, wasn't it was before that. It was 1775. Was it 7075? Yeah. Was that when the first shots were fired? Yeah, it was either March or April. Yes. Yes. March or April. Okay. But the war still, it still had to be fought. Right. I mean, you did, we didn't get, um, I mean, we we didn't get resolution. Yeah, we we had one in 1776. Right. Right. Exactly. So, you know, we're we're in it now. And it's going to be going on. And we will see a shift, of course, in 2025 when these outer planets shift. But what we're dealing with now is is it's critical. We've got the Pluto return, uh, the second hit of it, which to me, a second hit says, okay, you you you've got to take action now. You you saw what the problem was at the first hit. And now with this second hit, it's like, uh oh. Okay, what what do I do? What do I do? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it goes yeah. back though to you know a lot of different things you're bringing up, Marie, and that we've been talking about the Justin and um, Ray and um, Sue talked about last time. It goes to a couple things: power, which I'll come back to, and it also goes to um, a, a question of. Um, yeah, well, I'll just start with power because I'm losing the other thought. Um, the, the issue of power, because you know, I, I I know when you're when you're saying like it starts with the children, um, and I don't know what you mean in terms of children, whether we're talking about Gen Zers or younger than that or Zillennials, Millennials, how we define that. But one of the things that I think has been lost is the real trappings of power, and we give a lot to our young people, but they're also 30, 60 years away from complete power. And so some measure of the change is going to have to start with the people who actually have power now and also for younger people to know how power works. Because mm -hmm. you can be angry. One of the things that's interesting is a shift in this country. You know, protesting used to be a very powerful statement that led to, you know, action um, in a lot of different ways. And it came also from organization. You know, one of the things I know from studying the civil rights movement 
is that people went to training camps and trained to be able to be a protester. And um, that came from a certain momentum. Now it's like, oh, you know, you get a text or you, mm -hmm. you know, we're going to organize and meet in such and such park. Protesting doesn't mean Jack right mm -hmm. now in this country. This Organization will have to be everything. Um, asserting a level of of power, especially on the electional level, on the grassroots level, fundraising. If people think they're going to win this quote unquote change, or I won't say war, I caught myself. See, Mars, Mars can be reined in. Um, <laughs> um, if people think they're going to win it on Twitter and Facebook. They're, no. they're, they're, it's not. It's not. No. no, we're no, beyond that. It, it, yeah. it can't. It won't happen. No, no, you're absolutely right yeah. on that. It's like, uh, what was it? I, I saw a documentary on Nancy Pelosi and the the new team of of congressmen who came a in a, a little. Yeah. And she was talking about power and she was saying they think they have the power because they have so many followers on Twitter and LinkedIn. And she's like, they don't know what power is. They don't know. She still, Nancy Pelosi still has the power because she right. knows mm -hmm. how it works. And what is it, uh, Alexander Hamilton's, the song, I want to be in the room when right. the decisions are being made? Well, you have to get in the room. Right. Because mm -hmm. that's where the power is. <laughs> yeah. And obviously what we see happening, okay, so the right the the supreme court came down with this decision and as we all know it wasn't a popular decision with the masses so really who has the power is it the masses it used to be the people had the power but really do the people have the power well let's go back to that chart and i have a question for you why do you say it used to be the people had the power when was that what people <laughs> well, <laughs> now you now that's the good question because it used to be, of and course, this is yes, 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 yes. This was it used to be the people who the white male who owned property, uh, who had the power because they could, you know, they could vote. It was about being able to vote, but now. You know, you don't have power by just saying you have it. You right. have power by taking action and gaining um, support. But gaining support, not just of, quote, the people, you have to gain support of others who actually already have power because you have to have support. And it is connecting and doing what you are with these others it does mm -hmm. get back to what is power which was our first talk which we uh -oh. can't uh -oh. get away from and by this it is am i lost no or you're sorry. you're back no. now oh. you're slow oh okay okay sorry but thank you <laughs> it's the um uh I, I love this idea of finding commonality through adversity like sam you were saying okay and, and this is like all of it combined but like okay if we have these families let's 
bridge that nucleus more because if we had strong families they we know that the caretaking voice we need more voices eris she was with mars the warrior siblings you know going back to the it is war warriors you know where on june 24th she's the truth teller she wants inclusivity it's like nobody gets away everybody's on the table and yes it will be messy and maybe we could see some other charts i don't have that control because i had to go to my yeah iPad. well i love so I, I i happen to love eris um i mean <laughs> she you know she says oh you're going to exclude this group or or let me just throw this apple and in there would, and, and <laughs> right and she want and love if you talk about venus whether it was inanna or whomever is really and however she's looked upon throughout culture is, is the force and we're having two venus stars that will be changing because they come in pairs mm. and october 22nd is going to re go from uh, the la the very end of Scorpio to uh, uh, Libra. However, in 2026, it's going to pop back. Pop back. Anyway, it's going to, um, because it's a retrograde motion to begin with, it's going to go back to Scorpio. And in 2026, if you look at the Ariel Goodman's uh, guide of, of them, because they're, it's a, I'm trying to spit out a lot and teach without teaching too much because the Venus star points are a hundred year cycle. It's a 1300 cycle altogether. And it's every eight years that they return, but they go back from 30 to one. So it's a long energy. And mm -hmm. we are now leaving the Scorpio Aries energy, but we won't completely because in 2026, it's gonna go back to Scorpio, zero degrees Scorpio, which is our Venus star point for this nation. So what I'm getting at is there's a lot of depth that we need to get down and uncover our shadows. And in it, it will be embracing and letting go of many things that, because at what point do we let go of our addict, addictive thought is really what yeah. it is. Those addictive in, and I'm sorry, Justin. No, I was going to say, um, and before you get back to the addicted thought, I was going to say I wanted to point out before we moved on uh, to your point, uh, Samuel, about who has the power. I recently just was involved in a whole talk and a discussion about the the Supreme Court chart. <laughs> and it's interesting to note that in the uh, the Supreme Court, uh, of course, was this and initially was six justices, all white men. And it came out, you know, they it was created by the Judicial Act in 1789, September 24th, 1789. And they first met in 1790 and February 2nd in Philadelphia, in New York, actually, because that was the capital of the United States at the time was New York. But what's interesting in their chart at that time was the nodes, the lunar nodes, the lunar nodes for the, the Supreme Court chart. The north node is in uh, Scorpio. And mm -hmm. the south nodes in Taurus, and wow. so when you talk about as we get to where we're at now in the uh, the United States Pluto return, it just so happens those nodes are reversed right now, and yeah. so I, I've always found that with the um, with the nodes, these are these are 
you know, crossroads. And, and, and I think it's really kind of important that when you include who has the power, we got to really talk about sometimes this entity that was created that is, um, has no um, accountability. And you can see that in the chart because there's this Jupiter, Uranus, and Leo aspect in the Supreme Court chart. And um, so it's it's really uh, sort of an outlier that, that that we've given this thing power that has no accountability and that it's creating decisions that are, as Marie says, are really not uh, n- nobody's happy with as far as the masses go. And so I just wanted to point that out there in case anybody's interested in ever taking a look at that, that it was it was it was based on the nodes. It was obvious that the Supreme Court was going to be uh, uh, integral into this uh, Pluto return and -hmm. what's happening. Oh, that's fascinating because they they ultimately have the power. (laughs) Yeah. And what the Supreme Court. And it's what Sam's point, where have we always gotten our power for? We've always relied on that, that the judicial to right. overlay what the, what the, you know, the, everybody else, but we can't rely on it anymore. Right. And to throw just a little note into that, you know, Demetra George did a, her book on the, what's it called? The Black Goddesses. She had, and I totally agree with this. She was talking about women and that we pretty much lost our power about 5,000 years ago. She was looking at the cycle of the, of um, the moon and when the moon goes balsamic and she uh overlaid it over this 5,000 year period. And of course we've been, um, the goddess has been in a balsamic phase for 5,000 years and she rose again into a new phase as of, I think it was the year 2000. And so when you're in a balsamic phase, you know you're going there to let go of what no longer works and to heal and to come back anew. So it's fascinating that we have this uh, tug of war with women doing, doing our best to actually gain power and the patriarchy doing its best to hold on to power. And it's, and you ha- and and if we look at it, we're supposed to share power. It's not supposed to be one or the other. And this is, to me, the ultimate issue. Uh, one of the root issues that we have. It's that being able to share power versus having one group having power over another. I don't know how this is going to resolve. I know that we have a long road ahead of us, um, but I just wanted to throw that into the mix. We do have a second progression chart of, um, but there's so many charts I prepared, which I don't have control over here, so it's a little difficult. But interestingly, in that second progress chart are 
natal moon is 23, 24 degrees Aquarius, which is only three degrees away from our natal 27. And it will, on the 26th of September, be conjunct as you know the natal conjunct to this progress. And then December 5th, it goes into Pisces. So there's these shifts in consciousness is all I'm suggesting in so many different ways as, as some of these future marks of time, you know, between now the second and the third, because the third Pluto return just by this measurement will be, I think, the 28th of December. So that's interesting because you're right, um, Marie, you know, as far as like, I'm just thinking the networking. I mean, there's trauma associated as far as evolutionary astrology goes with Aquarius, but there's also that networking of equality, like let's share things. You know, I'm just wondering if we can, maybe it'll help merge on some like-minded, just like we're connecting, thinking of ideas, yeah. other little groups. It kind of gets back to that family idea of strength out of maybe it's homeopathic, uh, productivity where, okay, it's the poison, but take a little bit of good out, use that little poison to make better. For instance, m make families stronger. I'm thinking, gee, that could be a benefit. Well, I mean, Keep going to that, I like some opportunity. Sorry. <clears throat> we're, we're, we're running low, I guess, on time, but you know, that Pluto return is next week. And, you know, it, I get what you're saying. But going back to also Justin's point, there has to be some structural change. And, oh, we only have one minute. Well, wow. there has to be some structural change. And if we're not talking about changing structures or changing things on the structural level, there will be no change. So I think that's what we're going to have to really look at. Mm. You're muted, Sue. She is muted. Sue, you're muted. <laughs> I did. did. Okay. It gets back into that warrior uh, energy. You know, we're not to, we have Jupiter and Aries right now. And thank you, Martian energy. We, we need to have the courage. There's a lot of courage in changes and stepping up and finding those connections and having those dialogues. And boy, talk about structure. I'm going to take all my millions because it's a huge subject. It can get in so many directions. We'll probably just get flipped off. Moment. But thank you so much, Samuel Reynolds with Unlocked Astrology, Marie O'Neill from Padma Life Coaching, and Justin Crockett Elsie with your site. You're on Facebook and you have your site, Justin Elsie. This is power and the rights, and we have them. Let's use them. Thank you for joining us on Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests connect soul growth patterns with the energetic cycles of astrology. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway. Mm -hmm.